it's been an amazing week for me. <laughs> it has. I've been. I mean, I woke up this. I woke up um, on Monday. Yeah. So I didn't even get to sleep properly on Monday. But somehow, somewhere, my week started on the right foot. All smiles. My creative juice was just pouring out. You know. I was just ticking on my boxes and I'm like whoosh this has to be my week you know and I really can't say why I'm excited or why I'm in a good mood or why I've been in a good mood since the beginning of this week but I'm happy and um, yes I feel like every human deserves to be I really don't want to care anymore about why I've been in a good mood or what the reason might be or what the reason is, you know, I just don't want to care. Anyways, welcome to the Let's Talk Everything and Anything podcast. My name is Favor and as usual, I am always the host on this podcast, but on today's episode, I won't be solo podcasting, so you know what it means. I'm bringing you all the juicy gist with my guest. But before I go into the podcast properly, I would love to introduce my podcast to the newbies. So on my podcast, we have to segment the trend table where we get to talk about trendy discussion. And then we have the main discussion where we get to talk about relatable, sorry, where we get to talk about relatable um, issues that cut across different sphere. And today's podcast is going to be super duper relatable do you get like very relatable and i'm so excited to have the right person for today's conversation so let's go into the podcast proper with the trends table so welcome jennifer to the let's talk everything and anything podcast how did your week go my week was boring how pretty much normal why why was it boring I didn't have gigs. I didn't have work to do, so it uh, was boring. On the days I have work to do, the stress was excited. Packs of remote so jobs. Mm. Did you hear what I said? No. I said packs of remote job, being a freelancer and then doing it yes, remotely but I, I like i like the freedom that comes with it you know the flexibility you just get to some days you are on some days you are off you don't get to be so exhausted yeah you get <laughs> there's some days you'll be broke because there are no gigs i get yes and you'll be very really broke you're just waiting for somebody <laughs> and at that point you will just take any kind of job honestly anything at all like right now i'm at that place uh, because i have so much expectations for this week and it's, it's going like so i'm angry <laughs> don't worry you'll be fine i'm very sure somebody would would call you soon i mean the week is oh today's friday oh my god oh my god don't worry something can come up maybe tomorrow i don't know but i'm i'm trying to be optimistic for you let me be positive for myself so. <laughs> okay so um on today's strength table we'll be talking about peter obi he has finally declared his interest to run for presidency and as much as everybody on Twitter is happy for it, I don't know if it's the same thing on the streets. What is your take about uh, it? First and foremost, I am happy. We are all happy. But we know that Twitter is not the majority. Yeah. Twitter has never been the majority. At least MSAS gave us like a taste 
a clue at least. And I also feel like Peter Obi was pressured to do this. I don't think he he had interest as far back as three years ago or even two years ago. I feel like he was pressured. And furthermore, I think that Atiku, his former running mate, is running as well. So he's running from PDP. Atiku is running from PDP. The primaries are going to be very, very tough. And if both of them don't come out together, we're going to, the Southerners and Easterners are going to have this divide and rule thing where there are few people who are for Atiku, right? Mm-hmm. Northerners and Southerners. And there are few people who are, you know, for this other guy, Pito. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very tough. And at the end of the day, APC might win. Now that we're already dividing ourselves amongst but ourselves. I feel like he so just... as much as I applaud his um, courage, I, I don't think that he will win. Logically, I don't think that he will win. I feel like he just needs some sort but, of strategy because... You spoke about the answers, right? The answer started from Twitter and then it became a household name. Everyone was shouting so okay. So I feel if we can pull that same I know essence is just not the right example here. But I feel like if we can pull that same energy we used in answers, we can do something similar for Peter Obi. The only problem is that PDP is already divided and somehow do not feel like they have more power to decide who can rule the country in terms of their population over the south and it, it's just crazy I'm, I'm very I'm very excited to monitor the 2023 election because it, it looks like something that needs to be very interesting yes it is very, it's going to be very interesting but one thing I think why I use the NSAS as an example was because we did not achieve anything from NSAS oh. if we are being like completely honest with ourselves yeah. we have gone back to exactly those things we were fighting for Mm-hmm. So we can pull out the crowd we want and, you know, raise all the awareness for people. But there are always going to be, you know, powers that be that will mm. take us back to square one. That's if the elections are free and fair, he may win, may win. But Nigeria is weird. <laughs> she just has Nigeria to is that weird in. Things but, don't happen the normal way. But even if even if he doesn't win, I'm happy that we've woken up and it's, yes. it's a gradual yes. process. Somehow we will get it. I'm, yes, if I'm, things are free and fair, I'm hopeful for Nigeria. I'm particularly waiting for Lagos State election. I just want to see a change. I am tired of of the easy way to just say, oh, this is what the election is going to turn out as, you get? I want people to just come yeah, out in mass and say no. You know that I don't know be Lagos vibes that we got from every election. I just want it to be yes. like that in Lagos. Like, I just want next year election to sell the idea that power does not belong to any region. And if people if people would come out to say they want to contest for an election, we shouldn't start putting the fear that oh this particular region if they are not in support of you, you are not going anywhere. People should be willing to come out and without fear of what the population I statistics is saying. Personally, I gave Atiku my best. I voted. I did a lot. So I think we should also put that energy for Peter Obi. The energy we used in 2019. Let's try it for Igbo and see how it goes. Do you think, do you think the Igbos would want Nigeria to come out? Nigeria is a very abnormal country. That is just it. Do you think the Igbos will come out for the election? Ebos will definitely come out a mass for Peter Obi. They will come out. 
In fact, let me. Evils will come out definitely because but we've been checking the statistics and the political party in the in the east when it comes to presidential election is very very high. So I don't know if it's just going to be lip service as usual. You want to know if it's? I want. I, I said we, I don't know if it's just going to be lip service as usual owing to the fact that their political party when it comes to presidential election is high. No, no, I don't think that people are politically apathetic. You're going to see the difference this year. They've just not been voting because their own person has not come out. Okay. You get? Yes. I think that this 2023, that's an evil person. Because if you see the way they turn up for their uh, gubernatorial elections, you know that these people are actually, they're interested. But they just feel, why am I going to vote a northern now? Okay. Well, why am I going to vote um, a Yoruba man? But now that their own person is coming out, you're going to see that the numbers will be very high. Very, very high. Okay. Let's just cross our fingers. I hope the woman who's also coming out too is doing I something. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. I swear. Love. I'm really excited. Like you know, there's this anticipation for 2020 election, 2023 election already. Even when nothing has started. But what I'm seeing, I'm like, uh, okay, it's going to be very interesting. The that will determine the next eight years for Nigeria. So it has to. It's it's almost. <laughs> We've suffered enough. Enough is enough. <laughs> I just hope that APC does not remain the ruling party. Mm. I hope. We hope, but it depends on how strategic they are and who they are putting out as their best foods. They are watching all of exactly. these dramas and they just it's need one person. Please, I'm very sure they might have asked him to sit down at the end of the day if they watch how strategic PDP would be. Saraki is also I coming out. Have you forgotten? Saraki is coming out too. So if Saraki decamps to APC, there's a possibility APC, yes. that he might be asked to step in or be a vice for but i don't see sharaki being well, a vice for tinubu i don't see that happening no, made senate president or something. i don't because but, i know that uh, when saraki was a senate yeah. president he had serious issues with tinubu so i don't ever see him working together with tinubu except you know no, politics can be very can be very you know it just shocks you sometimes people are willing to do anything just to clinch power Anyways, thanks for your take on the trend table. Let's take this break and we'll be right back for the main discussion. to the main discussion i hope you guys had an amazing time on the trend table i did and it just felt interesting talking to jennifer about politics you know they keep saying young women don't really have interest in politics but then you needed to hear us discuss you know people don't always believe that young there was a time someone i, I was arguing about politics on twitter and someone came into my dm i was like are you a catfish i'm like hey, hey i'm not yeah. though 
So you mean that all the young girls in Nigeria just want to shake their bum bum on your yacht? I want to shake my bum on your yacht too, but I'm still interested in a lot of things that are not maybe vain or something. <laughs> I actually think that the state of the country should make everybody interested. I'm telling you, because everybody's affected. There's a way in your country, you have a choice than to be interested. You have to know what's going on. You have to just know. I'm telling you, everybody's affected. How much is the cost of wig? How much is the cost to make your hair now as compared to it? So exactly. you can't even exempt yourself and say, you know, concern me. It could concern you. Do you get it? It could only concern you at this point, yeah. So that's it. So on today's um, main discussion, we're talking about emotions and grief. So I know this is very private to you, Jennifer, but I, I yeah. while I was thinking of today's topic, I was like, okay, I know a lot of people in my space that have probably lost people. I mean, everyone has lost someone. I've, I've lost my grandpa. But then um, there are a lot of people that lose people and then they disconnect from everyone and the world in general for yeah. a long time yeah. and then i was trying to check those people in my space that i'm disconnected from me and maybe they would their own world because of the people the person they lost and i realized that the person they lost was really really dear to them and exactly that's yeah. why they disconnected so i decided that oh you know what let's talk about emotions and grief because a lot of people do not understand their response to grief you're like, why are you cutting yourself off? I mean, I can't handle this on and off. Can you just be stable? You lost somebody. You can take out time to, to grieve and they expect you to bounce back immediately. But for some people, it takes a lot of time. No, so people, even you, even the capitalism world, your workplace expects you to bounce back. They have don't work care. to do. Nobody cares, right? But then people who are very close to you are suffering it because you are disconnecting yourself even if you have to show up at work you're still disconnecting yourself from them you just don't want to have and it's not like you don't want to reach out but you're still disconnecting so i was like okay let's just have this conversation let's talk about it and let's just let people know that okay when people are grieving these are the things these are the things you know and maybe basically how to help them out of it as if you really want the healing process to be fast if there's a possibility of it being fast so um uh, when you lost your dad how did you take in the yeah. shock first and foremost i think after i lost my dad i learned that what people grieve mostly is not that they've lost a loved one per se okay. they are regretting the moments that they did not a loved one they are regretting the things that they postponed so it's like you're living in the past you know okay. you're thinking about all the times for example me all the times when my dad would say oh sit down let's have a conversation what have you been doing how is your service here going and i'll be pressing my phone i'll be like oh daddy chill i'll talk to you tomorrow right and then i'll run off to my room and sleep and then you know those are the moments that you grieve when you think about these things, you start crying from the beginning. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you know, I last two years, Father's Day in my church was September. So I told my sister, let's do something for my dad. And then towards that period, she was like, that she doesn't have much money or that we'll do it in a bigger way next year. And then the next year, he was now dead. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, so I was yeah. now saying, if we had just packed up the small money we had then to do something, we could have been happy right now 
Mm-hmm. about this, we were not able to do that. Do you understand? I do. So, people who lose people, love, when you lose someone, the first thing you should do is not dwell on what if. Because no matter how much you dwell on what if, what has happened has happened. Mm-hmm. You just have to be strong for yourself. Learn how to stop. I stopped, I have to stop thinking about the past at some point. Sometimes I'll call my sister to rant. I'll say, remember that day that daddy told us this? And we now... Hello? You know, if you keep doing it, how long would you continue to do this? So stop dwelling on what happened, what could have happened, what nearly happened, mm-hmm. and don't focus on the future. Okay. Another thing is that people like to forget and disconnect, like they said. Yeah. I don't forgive them because everybody handles grief differently. So I don't blame those who disconnect and disassociate. But I think that it's a very toxic way to heal because you need all the people around you. The day I lost my dad, I called my friend and she wanted to start consoling me. I said, no, just gist me because she's in law school. So she started gisting me what was happening in her school. And we were talking about something totally different, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, she did, I didn't want to bring topic up for a while. Anytime I call my friends, I just want to hear gist about boyfriend, about mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about it. Okay. And personally, it helped my healing process that every day dwelling and wallowing in this thing. Okay. You get that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, basically, that's how it works for me, personally. Personally, yeah. Okay, so, um, was there like, when you heard the, the, the news, was there like an instant emotional response? Yes, I dropped my phone uh, and I started screaming like a mad woman. Then after like three minutes, I was calling the guy, there was this guy I had talked to that day, I told him that I needed the services of a caregiver because my dad was sick. Okay. So I told these guys to get me a caregiver. So he called me back that evening, told me the price of the caregiver. The caregiver was to resume the next day. So when I now heard my dad was dead, <laughs> that guy was now the first person I called. I'm like, don't worry, tell your caregiver not to. No. He's like, why? I said, because I've lost my dad. So I think that was the most impulsive thing I had ever done. And I just kept crying, crying. I cried for maybe one hour. Hmm. And then I, I thought I felt better. And the next morning, I entered boats to go somewhere, and I started crying again. So the boatman had to park somewhere and start consoling me. It was so sad. Was so so while, sad. while you yeah. while you were grieving, were there things people said to you that you probably thought, oh, they did not mean anything bad, but it just didn't sit well with you? Were there words you heard? Were there things that what? Were there things people said that? It did not, it's not like they had bad intention, yeah? But it just didn't yeah. sit well with you. God, I got that a lot. I posted a week after my dad died, and somebody said I should rest. Yeah. That I should rest now. That yes. he's already dead. He yes. said it in evil. He said, you know, rest. Okay. So I blocked this person, and then there were other people that had weird things to say you know when you lose somebody people have a lot to say yes i don't and they don't know that i really don't want to hear those things of how they lost their cousin sister's neighbor 
how they lost their this and that. Nothing can actually compare to the loss of a parent. Yeah. I, I was actually rude to my uncle, my mom's brother, because he, he said something about pulling myself together and not being a mess. And then I'm like, I cannot take advice from somebody who has never lost a parent. I told him, see, you've not lost a parent. You don't know what it is like to walk in my shoes. So you cannot advise me on this, mm-hmm. right? And then one of my aunts, my aunt was angry that I wasn't picking her calls. This was like two days after my dad died. I wasn't in the mood to take a lot of calls. I was only taking calls from like specific people. And then she was angry. And she told my mom that, oh, Jennifer is not picking her calls. She's angry. I'm like, have you lost your parents before? That was what I told her. Because her parents, I know them. She's mm. like, no. I'm like, so why do you think you can tell me what to do with my phone after I've lost my parents? Mm. Simple. People want to dictate how you live your life, how you move on. So I was looking for a remote company at that time. And oh, we always used to have meetings on Fridays. And so I lost my dad on the Thursday. On the Friday, I did not attend the meeting. I texted the man that, sorry, I, can't, I don't even think I can do this. And then he sent me one very repulsive text and I just told him, don't worry, you know what, I will resign. I, I just don't want to work here anymore. Because if you cannot, you know, um, relate to how I feel or condone with me, then get the fuck. I do not care. I got another job anyway, like two months later. But then people don't generally know how to grieve with others. They don't know what to say and they end up saying nonsense to you and they end up treating you like a piece of shit. Okay, so what what would have what would you have wanted to hear? Or what would you have wanted them to do basically? Personally, I think I I got a lot of comfort from Natalie, my friend. She had the right things to say. Okay. She always used to say things like, you know he's not going to come back. So now that you're around, do things for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. she wanted me to create memories for myself, and she always reminded me that I was the only person for my mom, so I had to be strong for my mom. So basically, yeah, I wanted to hear things like that. I wanted people to tell me to to pull myself together. Mostly. Okay. I liked when people. Some people don't like when people tell them to be strong. But I was so weak. I needed people to tell me to be strong. Actually, mm-hmm. I actually needed. I wouldn't have known. I would have probably just said, um, I would have said something and I wouldn't have even had any bad intention and you would have misinterpreted it too. Because I know a lot of people who, they, they, the aim is just to actually um, say something because they can't just see the news you get and just act like they didn't see. They want to say something like, hey, I'm sorry about this loss. And a lot of people do not want to hear that. They don't want to hear sorry. They don't want to hear anything close to you apologizing for the dead person already. Did you get? So, I think Uh, it was very important. A lot of people are like that. So, I think it was... What I don't want to hear is relatable stories. I don't want you telling me your own relatable stories. Oh. I don't care about it. It's unnecessary at that point. Just drop your condolence and move on. Don't start telling me, oh, you lost your granddad, you lost your sister's brothers. I do not want to listen to that. Mm. Right? That, that was what annoyed me. That was what I did not want to hear at all. I think everybody needs to take that correction too, because I probably would have said this to somebody I can relate. <laughs> Honestly, and it's a bit for my exactly. like deepest part of my heart. Nothing wrong, do you get? And then the person on the other end is like, Is this one okay? Why would you be telling me this now? Why are you kissing me? Yes. Yeah, like, why won't you hear this now? Oh, 
so okay let's just wrap this up you said you always call your friend to yeah. just about men yeah. but it cannot be like a very long term thing right it cannot be sustainable so is there any sustainable yeah. plan that you have on ground to still keep staying connected to yourself and to the world around you and adjusting to reality basically first thing is i do not and i refuse to think about the past mm. i basically hit all my dad's focus i do not want to think about the past thinking about the past just makes you dwell in the past okay. so in order to move on i had to pretend like he does not exist anymore and i know that hurts but that is the only way to move on pretend mm. like he does not exist like you don't you don't have a dad my mom and i we have a lot of conversations but we never talk about my dad you get we don't mm-hmm. act like he's no longer there because the more you talk about it the more you dwell that's my biggest that must be a very strong to be very honest that must be I'll a very strong move right yeah it's not easy to pretend most times it's not it's not it's not but it's not fake it till you make it so at some point i'll adjust i'll keep pretending until i have fully adjusted to living like that Right? Yeah. And, and I do not want to have any father figure that will try to replace my dad. Oh. Yes, I don't want that. Oh. I don't want that. It will not help me move on. It will only make me compare the person to my dad every time. Oh. So, wow. I would never have thought of this. You know, there's there's always this quick oh she needs a father figure immediately so that she doesn't start misbehaving, especially for the no, male no, counterpart. It's counterproductive. Because hmm. if the person screams at me for doing something bad, I'll now say oh but my dad wouldn't have screamed at me. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, Jennifer, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I just hope that I didn't oh, trigger no anything. And I really, really loved the fact that we had this conversation and I learned a lot. And I know a lot of people would have definitely learned one or two things. I mean, I really needed to hear that part of what is the right thing to say to someone who is grieving. Because I don't think we've gotten that particular aspect right as Nigerians. We just want to say something, but we never get to say the right things. Not just few people that have the um, right words at, at the right time to say them. So thank you so much for the correction. I learned a lot. Thank you so 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 much. Um, All right, no problem. Really grateful, honestly. I because I was really scared to reach out to you, and I'm like, oh, wouldn't I be triggering stuff? I should just probably roughly talk about it on my own and all of that but then i felt like no somebody has to say something because i might just say what i think i know and it might not be the right thing yes because you have not experienced it exactly before, so i don't think that you're an expert on the matter <laughs> it might not be the right thing which so, is actually a good thing yeah. nobody should experience it nobody thank you very very much and i hope you have an amazing weekend and i hope somebody will reach out to you quickly and I'll pray. Thank <laughs> so you. that you can have money for the weekend thank you so much. anyways take care of yourself yeah bye, bye. so guys i hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast because i did i mean that was very insightful there are a lot of things she said i would never have thought that was wrong honestly i would never think about that in my life 
but then i'm glad we had that conversation with jennifer thank you so much jennifer for being on today's podcast and thank you so much to every single person that stays here to listen to today's podcast i hope you guys enjoyed it because i did have an amazing weekend like jennifer Mwah.